This podcast is brought to you by Mapper Forward's new Patreon community, the Global Coffee Think Tank. Check the show notes or head to patreon.com forward slash Mapper Forward to find out how you can become a member today. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward, friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and we are back with episode two of our five-part series with Shahan, coffee scientist. Uh, and we are talking about in this episode how research is elevating specialty coffee as an industry. So, Shahan, what are your thoughts about that? Yes. So when you talk about industry, you have to talk about profitability, mm-hmm. about money, your you are doing something in order to have a return, economic return. Whereas if you talk just about the specialty coffee movement, you know, these nerds or these uh, passionate people, they don't do it for money. They don't do it for money. They do it for, for the love of coffee and they don't earn much. But if you go, if you move to industry, then these are of course profit driven organizations mm-hmm. and the, the, and the very intelligent people, you know? So, Industry is not for me like a negative word, you know, because industry is actually the place where most of the innovation is really happening today. I don't think that the specialty coffee movement is that innovative compared to the industry. Today, industry, they have resources, they have money. They, most of the, uh, basically I have, um, what shall I say, I do per year, I have a budget of research that is about a million or a little bit more. And 95% is coming from industry, big industry. Mm-hmm. The specialty coffee movement has hardly any money mm-hmm. to support research. And so the industry is very interested in research as well as in specialty. Because, of course, specialty is the Formula One of the whole coffee industry. It is what you aspire to, you know, also in your communication. And the industry has started already very early on to realize that innovation is what it needs to make a competitive advantage. In the past, you just took coffee, you roasted, you packed and you sold. But with that, you're not going to do any competitive advantage. You're not going to do any margins. You're not going to do any business really. You know, These mm-hmm. people who just do especially coffee, roasting, packing and selling, there are so many, there's no margin in it. And um, they are not rich in general. But the industry needs competitive advantage. And competitive advantage requires innovation, requires uh, research. And so the research, when you think about the establishment of capsule systems, for example, mm-hmm. in uh, the capsule, capsule system has a lot of innovation and research. It has to do with machine technology, with packaging, with distribution channels. This has to be thought through. It has to be um, realized also with degassing. How do I degas my coffee after roasting in order to have the right pressure inside? How do I uh, preserve the quality because a capsule is kept during months? Mm-hmm. Um, and and also then a lot of research in grinding because if you want to be successful and you want to have a product that works with customers and people like, you have you cannot just do work by feeling. It just doesn't work. And so it is actually the industry who has started to study some very, very in detail, the grinding for capsule systems, yeah. for example, packaging, degassing. And they are actually at the forefront because it creates a competitive advantage, it creates margin, and it creates a business. And if you don't do research today, 
you will not have these margins. You will not have uh, a business today. So um, that's why even people who do just roasting and packaging and sell whole beans, even these companies come to us to study the degassing or the uh, barrier properties of their packaging materials or the sustainability of their packaging materials or conditions how to store the whole beans in order to have the best quality in the, or also um, how to store it as a primary product or then as a secondary. And secondary is for us, once you open the bag and it's being used in the, in the home, we did also research for companies how to best store open coffee. But these are big industry because they want to make a difference and it makes a margin. So today industry is, in my opinion, the driver and the leader in research because they not only do they, they have money to pay for research, but it is important for their margin for the competitive advantage. So industry is driving research and mm-hmm. specialty coffee is profiting from this research. What is specialty coffee? How are you defining specialty coffee? Well, as I said, originally, these were artisan craft people who worked out of passion. But at some point, passion hits a wall, mm-hmm. you know, and you have to bring in knowledge, study, science. And a lot of people now in the specialty movement are doing that. So the specialty coffee is in a transition from a craft to a scientific approach to high quality. The, sci- the specialty coffee people are people, in my opinion, who are chasing the perfect cup of coffee. So they are doing everything that elevates the quality in the cup. And that's what these people want. Now, they also talk more and more about sustainability and ethical aspect, Mm -hmm. which is not directly affecting your cup, but it is part of the specialty movement to be uh, responsible for the whole value chain, which is also now part of the industry, of course, industry. But in the, I would say in the specialty coffee movement, it is a very honest, a very real concern. They are really connected to the origin country, to farmers. The industry, perhaps it depends, you know, you have different people in mm-hmm. the industry. It's not like black and white. Um, it's also, of course, a marketing element in their approach because customers care. And I think that the specialty coffee movement today is really heading the movement also towards sustainability towards honest sustainability, no more only the quality and not only the experience. They have taken also non-tangible factors of the value chain as something important, not only things that you would be able to taste in the cup. So specialty coffee has become much more educated, but they really focus exclusively on quality and not on, say, um, um, efficiency, process efficiency, you know, or uh, or other uh, industrial aspect, you know, how you can simplify workflows, mm-hmm. how you can improve your um, your your processes. Industry had also also to always think about efficiency, efficacy, cost cutting. So the especially woman is really focusing on 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 pure benefits, which is quality cup experience and sustainability, whereas the industry integrates many other things which are affecting the margins. Do you have a sense that as the industry shifts on many levels because of economic 
constraints that are happening right now and will continue to happen into the at least the near future the next couple of years that the specialty coffee industry or movement whichever uh, is going to converge with the approach that bigger industry has and let's say for example if we look at the labor shortage that we're experiencing we're going to be forced into looking at how uh, let's say a company like McCafe approaches yeah. automation in order to let's say compensate for i think is a permanent labor shortage in our industry do you believe that yes. science is gonna have to play that role for the specialty coffee industry as well yes 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 there's a in many aspects of of coffee and coffee related quality um um the size of the operation is important so mm. uh, we often talk about artisan roasting small roasters but and then if you talk about industrial roasts who roast on a huge roaster there's some kind of a uh, thinking that that's not good you know and often if you do say for example brewing automated brewing techniques <laughs> or fully automatic coffee machines they are of course automatic but if you master this automation you're going to reach a much higher consistency and quality over time. What we are not good at that today, we do not, we do not master <clears throat> the automation properly. Mm -hmm. But of course, the artisan and the man, also the story of handpicking versus machine picking, you know, there's this, this dream that handpicking is such a great thing, you know, sometimes, you know, a lot of big companies also advertise their coffee. This has been all handpicked and not yep. uh, mechanically, but today, you can actually mechanically pick quite well and then have huge technologies to sort, which is much better than the sorting, mechanical sorting sometimes, than the person who is sorting by hand. So automation and large-scale operations will at some point be uh, driving Necessary. Quality. Oh, yeah, driving necessary quality. They will actually be, because the automation with the sensor technologies and the uh, Consistency will actually be uh, um, will will assure quality, and the difference between artisan and automated will will be smaller and smaller, in my opinion. But we're not there today. The artisan and the handwork and all this work is still doing a difference because, of course, of huge attention, which in the automation right now we cannot have. This is also a little bit due because due to the fact that. Coffee is a small industry in terms of if you talk about fully automatic coffee machines and you compare it to, say, to the car industry, oh, we right. cannot invest that much research. We're investing so little research, whereas the people working in the car industry, they can actually spend billions and billions to develop one simple sensor, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, and so that's why um, we don't have the tools because we don't have the budget. We don't have the research. So whereas... Um, so we are actually more and more taking things have been developed for the aviation industry or for the car industry and trying to use it in the coffee machine industry as sensors, as control systems. Um, and um, But I believe that um, over the time, automation will be very good. You have the same thing in chess playing, you know. Uh, you play against a computer, and suddenly the computer is better than you. And... Um, that will be a change, a paradigm change in the coffee industry mm -hmm. and the role of the human will change a little bit.
when it comes to quality and consistency. But when it comes to service, that will stay. So, you know, the person will, the atmosphere in a coffee, that, you know, there will be role for the human, of course, always. And I think that it's going to be important for us to accept that some of this is going to be happen. It will happen because of human drive. And, you know, we want to drive uh, technology and science and its influence on coffee in one direction, but other parts of it are going to come from necessity and problem solving. And we have to figure things out in real time so that we can survive as an industry. Yes. There is, of course, one element. Coffee is not just quality in the cup. It's also an experience. It's atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It is a social experience. It is brings people together. Mm-hmm. So, um, there, so it's not only, it's, I always call it's a mix of science and art. So you always have to keep somehow both. Uh, you cannot transform it to a pure rational experience. Mm-hmm. So um, how that will work out, because the customer... They don't drink coffee just for the quality. They drink it for the social experience, for the gathering, for the atmosphere. So we will then understand the role of that. We we somehow push the quality very far. The customer doesn't drink coffee perhaps just for the quality. They drink it because of the social experience of the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And and so there is also a lot of to be discovered there. Also, coffee is a place where ideas are generated, you know, around the coffee. Historically, the mm. coffee place, you know, that's where evolution started. So a coffee has so many, many other roles in an in a industry. The coffee corner is where people innovate, you know, they come together and suddenly ideas come up. So there's also a um, coffee place, way many, many other roles, you know, in our life from um, political uh upcoming you know for people who have new ideas create an innovation so around the coffee so much happens this this atmosphere and this atmosphere of coffee will also be studied in the future much more so social and sociological aspect of coffee now we started this episode with you uh talking about how uh industry is about profitability do you believe that science is going to help smaller businesses in coffee improve their profit margins because we know that small businesses in the specialty coffee industry have such razor thin margins. Do you think that science is going to be able to help from that perspective to increase the profitability of small businesses in specialty coffee? Yes. So I'll give you an example of the Sensory Summit that we're going to have Mm -hmm. in two days here, six and seven. The people who come are, half of the people who come are from the specialty coffee from the artisan era, you know, if they can afford to come to the Century Summit. But the science that we're teaching has mostly been financed by big industry. Okay. So in a way, a lot that we know about coffee and we we then in a different format, we, we communicate and we educate, especially coffee movement, is of course uh, acquired to research that has been funded and it has not been funded by the specialty coffee movement. So the big industry is more and more interested in it, but they also drive the education, the specialty coffee movement indirectly because the knowledge that we have today is very, is very little driven by the specialty coffee movement um, or f- the research. They, they don't have money to fund research yeah. in simple words. And so, um, 
there's an interaction, but the industry also wants the specialty carpentry to move. So there's a there's an interaction in terms of education that is driven by the bigger companies. In the next episode, we're going to tackle a very interesting question. I think of all of the questions, this is the one I'm the most curious to hear your responses about. And we're going to talk about how science defines good coffee. And uh, I, I, I have asked this question, like what is good coffee for the 20 years that I've been in the industry? So I'm really mm-hmm. looking forward to hearing uh, the way that you define this in our next episode. Thanks, Shahan. We'll be yes. back with you guys in the next episode to explore what good coffee is. Peace, love, and peanut butter, everybody. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in, folks. The best way that you can support this podcast is to join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash map it forward. There, you can become a part of our community, the Global Coffee Think Tank, for as little as $3 a month. That's a total of $36 a year. We have a lot of big ideas for this community, so I really hope that you'll join in. This podcast is produced by Maple Forward, and the song you're currently listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight, which is produced by Evolutionary Theory. You can check the show notes for links. For more content from Maple Forward, consider joining our mailing list at maplefoward.org forward slash mailing list.